Welcome to the Unpacking Sunday podcast, where we take a deeper look at what God is speaking to you, to our church, and to the world around us. So grab a coffee, sit back, and let's unpack it together. All right. Hey, everybody. We're here on Unpacking Sunday, and today we have Luke Nielsen is here with us. Luke, say hi to everybody. Hello, friends. Thanks again for having me, guys. Yeah, we love having you on the podcast. It's like a fresh take. Not that we don't like having Josh. Yeah. But like we Josh were just, is solid. Yeah. But like we were just saying, you add so much color to the oh, conversation. Thank you. Well, I yeah. appreciate that. So we're glad that you're here. It's great. And so, Luke, what did we talk about on Sunday? We were in Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. Right. And I think um, as you walk through it, again, it's this idea of how sin was introduced. Mm-hmm. And um, how, because of that, and because we all come from Adam, um, that the reverberation of the fall Mm -hmm. touches us here today as well. You know, so this idea of sin and death coming in through that introduction of sin um, impacts every person. Right. uh, To, like, our present date. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. And some people have a hard time with that. Right. Like what, what are, I've heard people say, like, how could we be held accountable for something that somebody else did thousands of years ago? Why just as one man sinned, am I now held accountable to his sin? Mm -hmm. How could that possibly be? Right. It's like a grease smear that won't ever go away. Yeah. On a beautiful white linen. I hate that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I hate that. Like like, you get that dot and it'll never come Or that white becomes gray. Yes. No, we don't need that. But right. that, that is what has happened. Right. So how could that be? Right. I, yeah, I think, well, you know, the, the knowledge of um, life and death, the, mm-hmm. the fruit, the truth, like it was this, this idea of it not, which is, I think that's interesting too, because we even touched that on Sunday, this idea of the law and the Gentiles not knowing the law, hmm. feeling that they were exempt from... Right. Sin, right? In this, because we weren't aware, right? Yeah, like, I tell haven't you, broken you use that any rules. Kids, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I didn't know, Dad. Yeah, like that yeah. kind of thing, right? I love that posture. You just took it. It was perfect. It was like that is that's my what they do. When I yeah. Had, yeah, that's <laughs> what they do. It's perfect. Um, but yeah, the the tree that was in the garden was the knowledge of sin and death, and that's right. just just an interesting dynamic with this conversation of it wasn't sin and death; it was the knowledge of it, and that. Right having the knowledge of it, you can't go back. There's no going back. There is no going back. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. And so now we are like, it's a funny thing because we get caught up with this, like we're held accountable now for the sins of Adam, but that's not necessarily the case. Adam introduced a new nature to humanity, Mm -hmm. right? But we actually stand in solidarity with Adam every time that we sin in our normal life. Totally. The the human condition. Right. Yeah. And And we... I think I was saying on Sunday, we reinforce the reign of sin in our life mm-hmm. when we sin, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like we have a nature, mm-hmm. but then now I'm reinforcing that I have this nature because I literally live like that, mm-hmm. right? And so it's not even this, the conversation is not only um, am I held accountable for what Adam did? No, mm-hmm. you're held accountable for what you did. Of course. But you have a nature because right. of what Adam did, that we were in Adam. Right. So you were saying that that was kind of a, profound image for you on Sunday, this idea of being in Adam. Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, because, um, you know, we hear all through Scripture and through the New Testament of this idea of being in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've done sermons on this and right. we've done series on this of, of we are in Christ. And I know that, I know what that means. I've, you know, we talk about the work of Jesus on the cross and, um, 
yeah, just through his sanctification, justification of us through the blood of Christ. And when we have faith in Jesus, we then kind of place ourselves within that all-encompassing, mm-hmm. you know, grace, right? This that, yeah. that That's what it means to step into what Jesus has done. We right. are in Jesus in that sense. But I think it was just an image I never really thought of before when it's referred to, when Paul talks about being, we were in Adam, right. and that is that reverberation of sin mm. that has gone through the ages, and that um, ultimately separated us from God. So the just that comparison between we were in Adam and the effects of his sin to we now can be if we choose to be mm. in Christ. Right. And yeah, I just... That was such a cool image. Yeah. It was profound for me. I, just to hear it spoken like that, yeah. I was like, oh, I love that. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And there's this idea, again, of being born again. Mm-hmm. So we even talked on Sunday, like Adam and Jesus are the only two people born blameless because mm-hmm. they're right. born of God, right? Which was another really cool thing. I think I don't think I ever really clued into that. <laughs> it's yeah. like I, I'm a lifelong Christian here. Yeah. But this idea of, oh, yeah, Jesus was blameless the only blameless post Adam because he wasn't of man. Yeah. He He was of God. But then that's our call is that we are born again of the spirit. Right. Right. And then we are therefore given a new nature. Right. Where like, of course we will still sin. Right. But we are given a new nature that can overcome sin. So Mm -hmm. long as we walk in it, I think, you know, like we won't live perfect lives because Mm -hmm. we're human beings. But I think that, you tell me what you think, but I think that our new nature in Christ does give us the ability to overcome sin so long as we remain in Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, no, I completely agree with that. And I think much like what we refer to as the law um, making us aware mm. of what sin was, you know, that kind of written out on physical form, yeah. that's what the law was. We were blind to it, but then right. we could see it because of these laid out um, foundations, yeah. um, being in Christ and having that new nature again with the Holy Spirit in us, we are become aware. Right. Uh, you know, it's like because Jesus came to fulfill the law. Yeah. So uh, with His fulfillment in us, we are then viscerally in our bodies, in our spirits, aware mm. of sin because right. of the grievance of the Holy Spirit yeah. and because of the conviction that it gives us. Right. So I want you to tell us a personal story, if you're willing, in a second. But you reminded me of this idea. And then I'm going to ask you a question related to this is like the clo- Jesus is the fulfillment of the law within Jesus is all that we look for. Right? That's right. And, but then we also are realizing, and I've heard this many times lately that actually the closer you get to Jesus, the more aware you're going to become of mm-hmm. your own sin. And that was the role of the law as well to make mm-hmm. us aware of our sin. Right. And that's exactly what Jesus does by the power of the Holy spirit living in us is that he convicts us of sin, mm-hmm. right? And the closer we get to him, the more aware we become of our sinfulness. Even mm-hmm. things that didn't feel like sin or look like sin in our life totally. before, now that we get closer to Jesus, they, we realize that we too have to lay that down as well. Mm-hmm. Can you, if you're willing, share a story? What does that look like? Or what has that looked like in your life? Mm-hmm. Like as you pursue Christ, mm-hmm. that then that means sometimes we have to lay things down that maybe didn't seem like sin or didn't seem wrong mm-hmm. for us before. Wow. Uh, what has that looked like for you? Have you experienced something like that? Um, yeah, well, definitely. There's so many things there to unpack. Like, um, I think that as you were talking about, I was just reminded of this idea that, um, yeah, even just to take a step back a little bit, back to this, um, this thing of, of sin and being 
I, I've heard it said that we were born into a state of sin. Hmm. And I think as a young Christian, I always kind of t- saw thin sin as actions, hmm. you know, this kind of like, a, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a bad sinner. I, right. I don't rob banks. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't like steal old ladies purses or, yeah. you know, I don't right. swear. I don't, you know, I like that kind of thing. I'm not, I'm not an evil person. I don't, I don't sin, but as you get older and you be kind of become more sensitive to the Lord's moving and speaking and his guiding in your life, I feel like there's definitely been things in me where realizing that there's even unknown sin in my mm. life. There's un, there's things I'm not even aware of right. that I, it, there's a sin that, that, that I do or that I think that I'm not even aware is right. sin. And that is so much of this kind of why we desperately need Jesus. Yeah. You know, we, um, as a family, we went through a season where we were really involved um, with a, a friend's church group that they are um, Anglican. And mm. I really connected with some of the liturgical readings that right. they do with this idea of praying and asking the Lord forgiveness for the things seen and unseen, right. known and unknown. Yeah. And that was really impactful for me. I actually wrote a song about that too, because it's like, yeah, just becoming aware of our depravity, mm. of becoming aware of our fallenness and that, um, we're grieving God's heart without even being aware of mm. it. It's like, that just kind of can take a toll on you. I yeah. think for me, a big part, um, when I was younger, I really wanted to pursue, um, being like doing music right. out, out in the world. And, um, and every conversation I would have, um, usually ended up in a kind of this heart posture of me, um, kind of seeing where can this conversation or this person or what they do help benefit my career, help right. benefit me as a musician. Sure. What do you, who do you know and what do you right. have that can, and um, I really just kind of came to this crossroads where I realized that God really convicted me about that to the mm. point where it's like, he just needed, he, he told me that you need to stop. And I really just kind of, in a sense, let that die. Mm. I had to le- let it die. And, right. and I've, I feel like he changed me in that. Right where it was a complete 180, where it was, I just kind of realized how um, far I had gotten away from the heart of the kingdom, Mm. the heart of the Lord to, to look into a person's eyes and to call truth out of them and to speak the love of God to them. Right. And how um, I didn't trust that God had good things in store for me. Mm. And so I I didn't try, I thought I had to do it on my own. I thought I had to kind of make those connections and open those doors. So it really kind of came to this place where I had to lay that all down and yeah. say, like, Lord, um, even if I never get to play on the world stage, yeah. I'm going to trust that you have a plan Wow, for me as a musician and for the yeah. music and the songs that you've put inside of me. Right. And um, that whatever you want, whatever that looks like, I'm for mm. it. Wow. And so that was this kind of thing of the sin of pride and the sin of um, not trusting in God. Right. I had to kind of... I really kind of came to a crossroads and had to lay it down. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, here I am like 20 years later yeah. doing music full time and, you know, in the ministry and, yeah. and writing songs as well. Yeah. And Amazing. so God really provides and he's yes. like, you know, he's opening doors in that sense. But mm-hmm. it's when you give him those things and lay down those things that um, are holding you back from what God's calling you right. to. That in a sense is him removing that sin from right. your life and, and letting pushing his will and allowing yes. him to mold and shape you into what he wants you to be. So, right. And yeah, I'll continue on that. I hope. Well, I'm so yeah. glad that you did that. Cause yeah. I mean, that's part of what brought you even here. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. is uh, God's leading you and guiding you continuously mm-hmm. in that. So, 
it's amazing because there's this thing that's going around when we talk about sin. And I don't know if anyone would say it out loud like this, but there's always the question of like, um, what can I get away with? Like, how far can I go before this is sin in my life? You know, how bad of a movie can I watch? You know, what kind of, like, how far can I push Mm -hmm. the envelope Mm -hmm. until it's actually sin, until I'm breaking the law, until I'm transgressing? And how different would our spiritual lives, our walk with Jesus look if we flipped around the question and it wasn't how far can I go, but how close can I stay, Mm -hmm. right? then it doesn't matter what I'm watching, mm-hmm. right? It's like how close, well, it does matter, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just from a different approach, right? right? How close can I stay to Jesus and what right. will keep me close to him? Yeah. And part of that, I think, is like lived out in community. Mm-hmm. Recently, like I've gotten together with a best friend of mine and we've just decided we want to just hold each other accountable to the type of men that we want to be mm-hmm. to follow Jesus the best that we can. It's not about what I can get away with anymore. It's about how close can I stay? Mm-hmm. Right. And we're going to share that with each other mm-hmm. and we're going to hold each other accountable to that. That's and so, so, yeah. So I guess that's, um, even leaning into this, like how do we sin apart from the law without, we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. When we say, how far can I go from right. Jesus right. without actually breaking the law, right. without actually transgressing, I think that we're already running in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. right? Well, yeah, it's a symbol. I, the older I get, the more I'm realizing, and you see the language all through the Bible, that this whole thing of being in Christ and of um, you know, this idea of abiding mm-hmm. in, in God and abiding in Jesus, it is about proximity. It's right. about um, you know, staying close to Jesus, yeah. like physically staying close yeah. to Jesus. And, that's like, and, and these sorts of questions mm. are what you get when you're too far, when right. you, when you veered away, because yeah. you won't, you don't actually ask those questions when you're close to Jesus yeah. because he's, he's, he's the, he's already answering those things, you yes, know? And it's like is. when you're in proximity to Jesus, questions like about how far do I, can I go? That's evidence of your veering away, Yeah, you know? And so, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, the closer you get to Jesus, the less you ask those sorts of questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's in, well, we even see it in the garden. Like imagine, and we can't play out and like imagine too far what it would have been like in the garden. But I'm just asking the question, mm-hmm. what if Adam and Eve didn't even go close to the tree that they weren't supposed to be eating from, mm-hmm. right. right? Then there's no serpent hanging out in the tree telling them right. to eat from it. Right. Because you're not even near the thing you're not right. supposed to be doing. If they were walking with the God's hand in theirs, yeah. like they physically could have. Right. He wouldn't, they wouldn't have gone to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even within so the walking in the garden, right. yeah. they were too far from Jesus, you know, and, in that sense, yeah. right? So, and so remembering like even like songs are written about this, like we're prone to wander from God, right? right. And so always asking ourselves the question, like how today do I stay close to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And then again, tomorrow I'm going to ask, mm-hmm. how do I stay close to you today? Mm-hmm. Right? Not how far can I go without mm-hmm. making you too mad, right? but how close can I stay? And I think part of that and maybe we'll go here for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Part of that is realizing that even staying close to Jesus mm-hmm. um, is a work of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? And so on Sunday, we talked a bit about the first beatitude, being poor in spirit, mm-hmm. realizing I have nothing. Mm-hmm. And like that actually drives me to the feet of Jesus. The mm-hmm. mom- And that's even why Jesus can say, totally. theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. Because realizing that we have nothing apart from him drives us to the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Right. And so tell me a bit about that, about this first beatitude. What were your thoughts? Right. Well, and I love that every time. That's one of my favorite 
um, directions that uh, a sermon can go is taking this kind of stock. You know, everybody knows that that line. Mm. Everybody knows the first beatitude. We right. say, you know, "Blessed are the you know yeah. the, the blessed are," in that sense, right? But yeah, I think when you read through it, it's easy to pass over that line yeah. and say, I get it. I get what they're saying. And um, I loved how you, you on Sunday were just saying, like, this is like saying, like, you lucky bum. <laughs> okay. I, people thought I was joking, but actually, so I'm just going to say this <laughs> okay. is a phrase. Okay. From, it's Daryl Johnson. Daryl Johnson. So good. So you yeah. can, he has a book all about it. the Beatitudes. Yeah. Can we link it in the of podcast? Of course we can. Yeah. So it's literally called The Beatitudes okay. by Daryl Johnson. So they good. just republished it. I it's got Darryl a beautiful Johnson. blue cover. Um, yeah. and I just read it. Um, I started reading it a while ago and then mm-hmm. I just read all of it a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Where was I? Oh, I just read it on the plane ride okay. to London when okay. we were just in London a well. couple of weeks ago. And so you can read it, the whole book in a nine hour plane ride. So good. So, but read the book. It'll change your I life. Will. I will. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, um, so he actually does say that. He so says, good. this is the translation. And I love it. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. And it's like just this idea of breaking it down so that you completely understand you are blessed means you are in sync yeah. or you are on the proper trajectory. Yes. You are in line with, yeah. you know, and the kingdom in a sense, blessed are the poor in spirit and the poor in spirit as you broke it down on Sunday is this idea of realizing your own humanity, your mm-hmm. own brokenness, your mm-hmm. own depravity and kind of coming to this place of at the feet of Jesus saying, I am nothing without you. And doesn't it make sense that then those people are the ones that inherit the kingdom 100%. of God? hundred percent. You know, it's yeah. a we, um, Linda Herman spoke last Sunday about Bartimaeus and right. about how um, his name meant highly honored right. and how that was just so interesting too, because that was such another image of the, why did they mention his name? Mm-hmm. What does this mean? And this, that person that is very broken and very yeah. poor and, right. and they, the, the, author of that gospel really wanted to make it clear that this was a person that was important to, to, you know, the whole kingdom story. And it wasn't because of who he was going to be that Jesus saw him as this before he was healed. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's amazing. And that he was poor in spirit. He realized I have nothing. And so he's shrieking out to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Like this is my only hope. This is my only hope. Yeah. You are my only hope. And those are the people that inherit the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Is these people who just say, this is my only hope. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know, and you hear testimonies often that mm-hmm. say, like, I was in, like, the depths of despair. I was at the mm-hmm. lowest of the low where I found Jesus. Yeah. But that's not always the case. You know, right. you'll hear, and I don't want to throw names around, but even people in our church yeah. who give testimony of, like, actually, my life was going fine. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that even with all that I had and how good my life was, I have nothing apart from Jesus, mm-hmm. right? right? And so it's not always that like we're right. plummeting to For the depths sure. of despair to For realize sure. that we have nothing. Yeah, because you can have a fine life on the surface and For realize sure. that still apart from Christ, it's meaningless. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, and so yeah, I think that that's the, a place to be. And then. Daryl Johnson would break down in his book even that then the other seven Beatitudes build upon this, right? Yeah. And then the next upon the next upon the next. So, wow. But this is the first place that we find ourselves. Yeah. So, so good. I love that so much. Luke, give us like a last, a last thought or an encouragement for the church um, if we, before we sign off from Unpacking Sunday today. Okay. If you were to take something from Romans chapter 5 so far mm-hmm. and in- encourage the church, what would you want to say to them? Yeah, I think... Um, 
one of the most things we've been touching on here, this idea of the poor in spirit. And one of the things we hear about most in scripture that grieves the heart of God, that actually he will distance himself from his pride. Hmm. And, and, and it's the humble that um, he embraces, right. right? And so as we're learning about these sorts of things, about um, being close to Jesus, being in proximity to him, and uh, laying down our pride and coming humbly to the feet of God, I feel like this is really the way that we can see breakthrough in our church. Right. And I really feel yeah. like in our worship and as we pray, um, again, yeah, if we can have a heart posture of just laying it all down at yeah. the feet of Jesus and saying, we are nothing. We can do nothing. Right. We can be nothing without you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is the quick and easy answer to seeing um, breakthrough wow. in our own relationships with Jesus, yeah. even revival, you wow. know? So, um, yeah, so church, I say journey with us as we lay it down and mm-hmm. as we um, sit at the feet of Jesus and just gaze upon his goodness yeah. and say, Lord, we are nothing without you. I think the sky's the limit on what he would do in our church. Cool. So good. Thank you, Luke. Yeah, you're welcome. It's an honor being here with you. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Bless you. Unpacking Sunday is a podcast of Carover Road Christian Fellowship Church. If you have any questions or discussion topics, please email us at unpackingsunday at crcfchurch.com or visit our website at crcfchurch.com.